talking with words. Welcome back to Talking with Words. You're here with Rob, Alan, James, and Ryan. And we just watched 1990s Misery, starring Kathy Bates and James Gunn's nipples. Was it as good as you uh, remembered, Alan? Oh, I, yeah, I love this movie. This was, awesome. this was Alan's request. It took forever to watch this cock movie. <laughs> <laughs> it did take a minute. Uh, let's see. Um, everybody probably knows at least something about this movie, but let's do the rundown here like usually well. 1990, described as after a famous author is rescued from a car crash by a fan of his novels, he comes to realize that the care he is, why is it doing this? The care he's receiving is only the beginning of a nightmare of captivity and abuse. Based off the Stephen King book of the same name, who wants to do Parents Guide? I've got it pulled up. Get it. So, Parents Guide, sex and nudity, none. Violence and gore, severe. Profanity, moderate. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking, mild. Frightening and intense scenes, severe. I feel like some of these severes are not of the same quality from 1990 as they are. Yeah, a little different. They say a terrifier. Oh, yeah, that severity. Uh, we need a couple more notches in the belt after that. The scale is not the same. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, today I think it would be a PG-13. Most likely. I mean, they show it on TV during the day. Yeah. You would yeah. only have to edit out one or two words in the whole film. and Yeah. That e- easy PG-13. They didn't edit out any of the shooting or the legs last time we saw it i was gonna say aside from the shooting the legs in a few words we're bordering on pg here well i'm just by today's standards i wonder if there's a tv version that instead of uh flipping onto the typewriter where he types out fuck 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 if it types out like frick 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 (laughs) duck 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 fudge you know i want to Probably just if they went that damn, far, damn, or, damn, they damn, just, damn. or they just didn't show that scene at all. Yeah, they probably just cut that out. Yeah, I know yeah. in the uh, TV version, they, they only show the one ankle getting hobbled, I think. I think they only sh- they don't show the action. This one only showed one. Well, no, it showed both. Because when it, when it came on, I'm like, well, you don't see anything. And I'm like, oh, there, no. Cause only on saw, the first one. You saw the first ankle turn, yeah. but the other one was, you just saw her swing. Yeah. And I think on the TV version, yeah. they just show the, her swinging and not actually. Oh, swinging. maybe. The uh, foot made of gelatin and wire, I believe, is what they used to make it so that it would move in the right direction. Mm. Fun. I forgot how badly he got injured in the car wreck in the beginning when they showed the The legs. legs. It is amazing that he survived it. Yeah. Well, well, it was a 1965 Mustang. There were no headrests. Just probably just a lap belt. It's yeah. The if he was Mustangs wearing it, were just a lap belt. Yeah. yeah, and that steering wheel. I mean, oh yeah, it's going through the chest cavity. If you ever had a head-on collision, we all knew it was a decent makeup job because we heard James in disgust. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. This again, it's sometimes worse to see the familiar in a scene where. You can't do anything about her. It can't be helped. You know, the break, break, broken bones are not that fantastic. 
you know, just knowing that, that in this situation, he can see how badly he's injured. It just makes us get in touch with how vulnerable he is because he literally can't get up and go anywhere um, for most of the movie. Yeah. Well, and you saw in the beginning when she res- rescued him from the car, she just picked him up, flung him on her shoulder, and walked out of all that up the hill Uphill in the snow, snow yeah. both ways. I was thinking about that too when she was walking. I was like, damn, she's a hard farm girl getting it she's a big old girl <laughs> the sheriff was played by a stuntman that had moved into movies as he got a little older and got a liking for it and his agent was a model that was in some oh yeah that's lauren bacall bacall that's yeah. what it is yeah other than that that's pretty much <laughs> the only people in this movie rob reiner Oh, he did Stand By Me, so Stephen King said that I'd only let this movie be done if Rob Reiner did it. So that's how he got this movie. Well, I mean, who who doesn't want Meathead to direct your movies? Remember, he was Meathead in All in the Family. It was a much simpler oh, time back then. Indeed it was. All in the Family days. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's Back when racism was okay on TV. So not that long ago. No, the 70s, right? Yeah, 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that joke never gets old so let's talk about the the captivity and all that fun stuff and then i'll go over some of the differences i remember from the book i wrote a couple of them down james you were having a great time watching some of these some of this movie this is the first time i've watched the movie from beginning to end i've always seen parts of it of course i knew the whole story from from somewhere i don't think i ever read the book um but there at the beginning you know he's I, I knew he was going to crash off the road. That sets up the whole premise. And just watching him drive that car around, waiting for it to happen, is a little too much anticipation right off for me. <laughs> a little too much excitement. It's like, come on, run off the road already. Just do it. Is he doing it? No, he's still singing. But I love how, you know, he he, he uh, made sure to get uh, hyped up on champagne and cigarettes before he drove in, this, in the blizzard. In his Mustang. Genius. Yeah, without chains. Genius. It relaxes you more. You're less nervous driving. <laughs> That's how you survive crashes. You pass out. Yeah. You just go limp. limp. Go limp. Dirty birdie. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that happens, but it's a lot. It takes a lot longer to realize how insane she is in the movie. It's a slow reveal. And he's not being very aggressive in the movie. In the books, it's almost immediately, oh, yeah, she's nuts. And he's a more of an asshole to her to kind of try and fight back a little bit. And it works about about the same in the end, but he keeps his feet in this one. You notice multiple times when he's in bed there convalescing that you know, she's, we first start to see her break character or break into crazies with the soup. Oh yeah. After she starts reading the, she's reading the book and she's, book. yeah, she doesn't like the language, but I noticed that was a, that was one of her flexes on him in multiple scenes was just you know casually spilling something on him and it just got worse and worse till yeah. the last the last thing that was the uh the uh charcoal Light, starter lighter fluid yeah yeah lighter fluid yeah <laughs> when she's making him burn his light, latest manuscript and just talking casually spraying him mm-hmm. in the feet with the lighter fluid how much would that suck to spend However long he spent writing that book, loving it, and then having to let it on fire 
while being held captive by the same person. There's a lot of physical and mental torture in that one scene. And that, no, yeah, it's before. Well, I love that he tried to trick her, but she knew too much about him and knew that was the only man, the only copy. Yeah, you can't fool your number one fan. Because she literally knew everything about him. Also, like, they introduced the pig She admitted she on. had been stalking him, too. Yeah. yeah Every was, time he was there. I was kind of following you. Oh, you were, yeah, you were following him. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I guess that was the whole reason she settled in that town was because he was there. Most likely. Yeah, because he would go to the cabin or that hotel every time mm-hmm. for his writing retreat. Yeah. Makes the most sense. It was really creepy when she described how she, she would just park outside the hotel or the the cabin or wherever he was and just look up there and think about him writing. What must be going through his mind? <laughs> creepy. Oh, she seems all right. She had her pig named Misery that's running through the house. It takes a minute when she gets the typewriter and that's when she like slams the paper down on his legs. That's one of the earlier aggressive scenes from her. Yeah, physical. Yeah. The threat's always there in every scene, but the it really punctuates those times when she really used it because she didn't that often. Just extreme examples where she would do that. Yeah, just had to put him back in his place kind of thing. And that was another one of those where he was pushing to get her to do something and she pushed back a little bit, but then she ended up doing it anyway. She went to get the paper. And then that's when you have... All the doors are locked. One of those times he finds the scrapbook of the infant deaths in the Her hospital. killing a bunch of folk. Her, all the murders she's, she's made. Dragon lady. And it was so carefully scrapbooked. Um, <laughs> she didn't, not she didn't want to lose a memory at all. <laughs> she, she definitely took her time. She, she could, her cropping game could have been better. I've got some friends who could show her how to do that. I don't think that's going to be a problem anymore. <laughs> you said early on, I think, like, oh, she's crazy. Why hadn't she already killed anybody? Like, oh, she has <laughs> a lot of people. Maybe even her dad, because he drove off a bridge or something, right? Isn't that what it said? Dad and husband, yeah. ex-husband. Ex-husband, that's right, yeah, both of those. Oh, yeah, I don't, I just, uh, I'm so forgetful. That's what happened in Denver on the witness stand. What? I- I just can't remember. I can't remember what I was doing that night. Yeah, but she she was so into details. Like, she knew the penguin when he knocked off and pointed in the wrong direction. Well, I called it out yeah. as soon as he set it back up there. I'm like, nope, yeah. facing the wrong direction. Yeah. She's going to notice. Yeah. And he had that fear moment of if it breaks and shatters, then what? Like, no, no, he got it. Then he puts it back. You're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. And then, then he thinks, because when he's taking the uh, pack of pills, he makes sure to pull one forward so she potentially wouldn't notice it. Yeah. And then he runs across her, her, her uh, shrine to him. <laughs> and he, you look up, and she's got an autographed photo, so you know he has met her in the past. Well, that could have been done by that mail. Or he mailed it out, yeah. yeah. Could have. Or she wrote the autograph on She it. forged it. Yeah. yeah. I could see that, just how crazy she is. Yeah. I could also see her murdering somebody who had a signed picture and taking it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. From a baby. You don't deserve that picture. I deserve it. This belongs to me and mine. Let's see. Yeah, because that leads. I mean, this isn't a long movie, and 
it's more about the tension in it. So we're kind of just rushing through it. Yeah. Well, there I, was uh, there was one actor we forgot in here that has been in tons of films. The uh, cop. Yeah. yeah. J.T. Walsh. He played in The Negotiator, A Few Good Men. Oh yeah. The client. Yeah. I forgot he was in and that. didn't his wife play Cliff Clavin's mother? Oh, that was Cliff Clavin's mother. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, he's actually been in a lot. Yeah, I recognize him immediately. The negotiator yeah, was my from first the negotiator, thought. and then I just scrolling through IMDb, and I forgot he was a uh, Colonel Jessup's second in command. Yeah, at Guantanamo, the, the guy he that got, yelled a lot too. Yeah, well, he didn't yell too much, but he did shoot himself with his own pistol while he was in protective custody. Yeah, for a small town geniuses. That guy, that character, his character for, as a small town sheriff really was on top of his game and all of his hunches were good hunches. Not that we had a lot of screen time to devote on him, so I guess maybe that's all they had time to show. But yeah, I, I never would have expected him to put that together from randomly seeing a, a quote yeah, in a paper from years earlier. It was, and a little, then, it was like an old country, no country for old men kind of thing. Like he was right around it for a while. But he was able to put it together. But also, I think in the book, his character is pretty much minimal. Like, he comes out. Well, he was, when they were first, like, when his the agent first calls him, he's like, oh, I'm the sheriff, I'm the police chief, I'm this, I'm this yeah. and that. And then as soon as he hangs up the phone, his wife walks in. She goes, oh, you had a phone call. Busier than usual morning, I yep. see. <laughs> so... And I mean, he says, I'm gonna, he, I'll put the name of my system, and he just writes it on a post-it note, puts it on the wall. Sticks it on the board, yeah. He apparently had plenty of time to do some stuff, so it's not like they were a super busy station there. You would still, you, you would have thought that she would have given herself away from having to buy more food or uh, something beyond just the reams of, of paper. Although, in a small town, people would have even noticed that. Yeah, I, th- I would think so as well. A writer went missing, things. and here's somebody buying a bunch of writing well, paper. That's but, when he found out about that. That's when he went to her house. But yeah, the guy that owned the store, I mean, she had an excuse for everything when she was talking to the sheriff. Yeah, but then again, point. she had a farm, and so the likelihood that she may or may not have butchered her own cow, had her own chickens, whatever. So the eggs and stuff like that. And at one point, he was going a day or two without food. So. I mean, a can of soup here, some right, eggs and, there. Right, and yeah. in winter, you're going to stock up. Yeah. So, Eggs and spam. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Hers didn't look nearly as good as the grilled cheese and spam sandwich, but. Oh, absolutely not. No, I mean, Alan's. Alan's uh, grilled cheese out of boils. Alan, gonna, Alan learned everything he knew from Kathy Bates cooking. You're going to put some spam in a meatloaf? meatloaf? Yeah, meatloaf a la Wilkes. I, I wouldn't mind trying that. In uh, meatloaf baby form? Well, yeah. What else is there? Or feet loaf? Feet loaf? Oh. <laughs> oh, With man. onion toenails? With onion nails. Yeah. Yep. Feet loaf would have been good for this one. Oh, oh man. Just knock you off a piece. <laughs> mm. So, the hobbling scene, did either of you watch it? Oh, I, yeah. I've, I've seen it before. It. I thought it was fun. I did not want to watch it again. I that, just that, saw that, you turn and close your eyes. It, 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 it's so bad for me. Because you know, it's... it's too real it's too, it's too do real. A good job yeah it's like yeah i can actually yeah you didn't need a, you need special effects for that one it just works it worked really well 
And in the book, she uses an axe and cuts off his feet and uses a blowtorch to cauterize them. Yeah. Um, cool. I feel like Glad I, didn't I the saw now. the version I saw. <laughs> yeah, they, they adjusted it uh, because Rob Reiner, I think, said he thought that would make her too crazy. I don't know how much crazy it takes off, but... Uh, for the time, it probably was as far they could push it. Yeah. Should have pushed it, maybe. Well, they even filmed a, a grislier death for one of the sheriff's deputies, and they cut it from the film, which was the lawnmower killing scene, and they thought it was too goofy. Mm. They said people would probably laugh at it the way it was done. Well, it's kind of hard to, to get run over by a lawnmower in well, practice. In, in we all saw a lawnmower, man. Right. Yeah, yeah and especially a lawnmower, it's winter. He's, it's not going to be – you're not going to start that just – she might. She was crazy. Well, <laughs> yeah. She was pretty handy. She had good upper yeah. body strength. Yeah. True. Some Karen that pick around. <laughs> her her little misery. Yeah, that's when you know she's fucking nuts. She turns around. <laughs> well, you know, she won an award for this. Uh, she did a great job. She did. And, and, Again, she just slowly took the curtains off how crazy that character was and didn't overplay it, didn't underplay it, and that's amazing. The, the change in some of those scenes where she goes from nice, caring, I'm going to do everything for you, to balls to the wall. <laughs> yeah. Even like the hobbling scene, the whole time she's like... She was just straight-faced. Doing, I'm doing this the, for you, my love. Doing it for you. And then the like after she does it and she goes to leave... She stands at the end of the bed and goes, oh, I just love you so much. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, just her, you, you see that little little twinkle in the eye and that that <laughs> immediate switch. Well, there was a lot of tension around him not reacting to her. I think that's where a big big part of it came from was her, you know, him being afraid to express anything about how he's really yeah. seen her behave. So it was so much fun when he, after the hobbling, where he, he's finally just like, she's waving at him through the window, and he, he just throws the bird right back at yeah. her. It's like the, that's the only time he really got to tell her off uh, before the very end, anyway. <laughs> oh, you silly goose. <laughs> I was, uh, no, it's, well, the only thing I was going to say is, I, I remember watching something about James Caan uh, talking about filming this movie, and this is like one of the toughest movies that, that he had to film. Because almost every his entire scenes and acting came from the bed or yeah. the wheelchair, and he never Ooh, did yeah. any type of movies like that before. So he had to really use expression, and I mean, so he said it was difficult. They had, um, I guess, they had a one day of filming, and he was so hungover they had to reshoot, and no one told him that. That's why they're like, "Oh, I got screwed up at the lab because I didn't want to upset him that the drinking and whatnot." And then he found out that it was because he was so hungover. <laughs> and then he pay, that he went back and paid for the reshoots. He was like, yep, I fucked that up, guys. I'll, re I'll pay for it. So he paid for that whole day of shooting or reshooting, I guess. That's, that's nice. That was awfully sweet of him. I, I, was, think, I was thinking you were going to go the other way with that. I thought maybe he was like, oh, those were the best ones. Those were the best shots when he was drunk. That's when they won the Oscars. That, and I really liked when the cop shows up, the sheriff... Deputy, marshal, lawyer, judge, uh, head of the union. Yeah, comes in, and there's that one scene where he's in Sheldon's room, and she goes to get a hot cocoa, and he kind of peeks out, 
the hallway to see if she's gone, and she's just looking at him from the other doorway. <laughs> and he goes back in and pretends he waits for a second, and he peeks back out, and she peeks back out again. So it's like, yep, hey, <laughs> he goes back in, and then he finally gets up to the room. But that one was just weird enough. Could have been really funny, or could have been really creepy, and it was just right in the middle. Little column A, little column B. Yeah, you know, it did, at that point. It didn't go far enough to where we'd find out if the police ever came looking for the sheriff or his deputy slash wife came looking for him. Yeah. Um, Cause she was, she was the backup. I was going to say, it seemed like a two man operation there. I'd like to see that filmed she, a, a version where the, 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 the deputy wife shows up, kills her. Her sarcasm <laughs> did add the spice to his life. Oh, I knew he was yeah. having an affair. <laughs> well, I mean, from there, it's really just a couple hours for the rest of the movie in their time because she shoots him, the sheriff, and then she's going down to kill him. Like, okay, what'd she say? Uh, the time uh, is now. It was bound to happen sooner or later. <laughs> Don't worry. It was bound to happen sooner or later. What, you shooting a shotgun through someone's chest? Or us getting caught and now you want to kill me and yourself? Oh, and then she made him drag himself up the stairs. Yeah. Well, she didn't want to touch his oil can ass. Yeah. Yeah. He, let's reference that, too. I mean, he kept trying to hide things in his pants, and she was picking him up and lifting him, moving him everywhere. Yep. She, well, that's she would why have touched he hit everything. down the front. Well, she also bathed him. Yeah. We never got, got into that. How did that I mean, work? She did, but clearly wearing, not every day. He was wearing gray sweatpants. I mean, you should have been able to figure out anything you had in there probably touche it's you know actually it's kind of uh it's weird to have a stephen king story told without some sort of weird sexual thing taking place <laughs> well you don't know what happened when she gave him the profanol so was yeah, there, was there yeah. anything like that in the book did they, did they edit it out not that i remember and i was looking at differences i went to like top five differences and it didn't have any of that i know in the book you had a lot of his narration was in his head and he was talking about, he figured out he was getting addicted to the pills and then she'd withhold the pills. So he'd have to go through withdraw stuff like that. Let's see. I wrote a couple of them down. Oh, she would like make him drink the pills with like dirty dishwater. Yeah. Uh, just kind of fucking with him. She cut off his thumb or a chunk of his thumb at some point. Maybe it was because of the knife. I can't remember. Um, like I said, the sheriff was stabbed and then run over with the lawnmower. The ending was different because he burned a ream of paper and actually had the last book saved under the bed. I don't remember if he was going to publish it later on or just wanted to keep it, but he locked her in a room in the back. And when the sh other sh sheriff deputies got there, she had broken out. He had beat her with, uh, I think it was the pig thing. No. Uh, the pig statue? No, that wasn't in the book. I don't remember. She had been hit in the head really hard, dumped her in the room, locked it. By the time they got there, she had broken out through the back, and they found her in the barn dead with a chainsaw. Like, she was getting ready to come out with come a back. chainsaw. Yeah. And she yeah. had succumbed to her injuries to her head. But she had, like, one hand on the chainsaw or something like that. It was one of those kind of things. She wasn't quite done, but she was done. There you go. Yep. And then we had the movie ending happen. Movie ending happen. 
where he faked her out and then beat her with the typewriter and shoved the burnt book in her mouth. If you love it so good, here, eat it. And then beat her with the pig statue. And then, well, during their last little scuffle, she tripped, fell, and face planted into the edge of the typewriter. Yeah. I was looking at the very first scene where he picks up the typewriter and hits her. The typewriter lands upside down. And then when they come back to it, when she falls on it, it's like it's right side up. Could have got knocked around in the skirmish. But like you see him a couple scenes prior doing like shoulder presses with the typewriter just to make sure he can trying to get back into some sort of shape so he can fight. Yeah. Legs aren't going to be much use, but you know, that was I my assumption was, oh, he's just trying to get stronger to to get out of there, but when he sets up the whole book thing, nope. We're practicing for a kill move here. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a smash move yeah. that we're gonna do. And I and I love that just says, "You can't do that. Why not? I learned it from you." Oh yeah, <laughs> got him. <laughs> yeah, that's the movie. Then you had a little uh, send off at the end, like they like to do in the old eighties, nineties movies, with that one last little. Uh, he thinks he's Caesar at the restaurant, and it's another lady saying, "I'm your bit number one fan." Well, he realizes it, too. He's just like, do you ever think about it? He's like, oh, from time to time, I yeah, still see her. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he, he like he sees her, but he realizes he's not really seeing her. And then she's like, you know, they'd kill me for not asking this, but how do you feel about writing a nonfiction about your experience? About when you were oh. held and tortured. Is this how, so you is this how to, Saw started? Yeah. So you'd like <laughs> me to recount the... Worst months of my life to make a couple bucks. Did I did I understand that correctly? Just had to ask. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple because of the fact that it is all that psychological waiting game for the most part because he's writing the book. They're going back and forth. We never figured out how much time it was, did we? We know it was before spring. Months. Is. Or full Three or, or four months, yeah. It, it didn't yeah. get to summer, at least. I mean, it, it never thawed. There was snow on the ground the whole time. Yeah. Still a little bit of snow. Definitely didn't seem to be long enough to for him to recover from the, the first legs that we saw to the hobbling to, I don't know, it, 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 even after he's hobbled, he seems like he's still getting around. Well, if, after the car crash, like when he was getting around that point he was still having to grab his legs and move them like he still wasn't bending his knees or anything like that so it was still but i mean he i mean that was that had to have been a three-month recovery because when during that hobbling scene you know aside from a couple cuts and bruising and whatnot his legs looked relatively normal by that point yeah oh yeah he even minus the exploded ankles yeah remember he even picked up his leg and tripped her with it yeah yeah Oh, yeah. And he didn't flinch. Three or four months would make sense. We also had the candlelight dinner we kind of skipped over. Where he tried to drug her. He's going to try and drug her, and you have that moment of, ooh. And then. Well, yeah, because yeah. she, she spills the glass, and you're thinking, did she know? Yeah. But then, you know, no, it was just, his fight, face is just. If someone as devious as her, I would be surprised if she hadn't thought about it. I mean, the idea that she thought that. I mean, she was definitely into him taking her up romantically. Maybe that would have blind her a little bit, but I don't think it would uh, fix the crazy person in her. 
she yeah. the crazy person would have still been too suspicious. Yeah, I would think leaving her glass there, being a nurse and all that, it could have been one hundred percent a just in case. I'm gonna knock this over. Alan, you got anything else you want to add? No, it's just a great movie. Like Beetlejuice says, every time I've seen it, it gets funnier. Just keeps getting funnier. James? Always a treat watching Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. And James Kahn. Yeah. Ah, no. His nipples didn't make an appearance in this one. Yeah, and they were so close, too. Were yeah. Right there. They were just, just right. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty good. This is the first time I've actually watched this movie. Which is weird to me. Yeah. I mean, it's been on my list for a while, and I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never actually sat in and watched it all the way through. Pretty good. So, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. Small budget. Had to have been pretty easy to shoot other than being in the bed the whole time. That would have sucked. But Yeah. A couple people. One cabin. Yeah. Not a lot of actors. Yeah. A lot like Glorious. Oh, uh, uh, Glorious. Yeah. Glorious. Yeah, that one was good. All you need is a room and some good actors. True that. And a good story. Waiting for you to add some more stuff. <laughs> good director. A great plot hole. You need good plot holes. Fans that don't attack you and store you in a bedroom and hobble you. Well, you know, a fan's a fan. <laughs> All publicity is good publicity. <laughs> Something like that. All right. That's Misery. That's the first one in the books for... Today is actually New Year's Day, 2024. Happy New Year, everyone. Yay. And I don't know if you can tell, but we're all sober. Try January. Nice and having a conversation and getting through it real quick and not jumping off and I'm not <laughs> going on insane rampages. Burping and... Uh, there you go. All right. Well, that's better. <laughs> we got a lot going on this year, so stick around. That. Planning already for this year, so make sure you tune in with our Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all that fun stuff. And we'll be doing some more giveaways as we get closer to the Comic Con that is going to be in a couple weeks in Northwest Arkansas. And then we will definitely have some updates on the Dallas Film Festival. Yep, which is at the end of March, uh, end of April, I think. End of April. So we will let you know. And as always, thanks for listening. Are we recording?